0: Next on Bold Steps, a challenge to stand firm in your spiritual convictions and faith when things get hot. Stay tuned.
1: If you're going to be a firewalker, there comes a point in time where you have to realize that the dominant culture will try to bend me and I will walk alone, stand alone because of who I choose to be, but I will not be conformed to the pattern of this world.
0: Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job, president of Moody Bible Institute and senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. Today, we begin the last message in our Agents of Change series. It's titled Firewalkers, as we head into the Old Testament and examine three ordinary guys who stood up their culture in extraordinary ways.
1: You know, this message is so relevant for us today. These were several young leaders that were plopped into secular, pagan Babylon. And like today, the forces around, educational, political forces, religious forces, tried to say, hey, you need to conform to the culture of Imagine Babylon. Imagine the
0: pressure they faced.
1: Incredible pressure. And when they resisted, which they did, they ended up in a fiery furnace. But, but here's the beauty of it. God walked with them. And I'm talking to a young leader today that you are being pressured to shape and conform your ideology, your lifestyle to what culture tells you. If you're going to live for Jesus in today's culture, you will be pressured. You will have to walk through some
0: fires yourself. Take courage. With our Bibles open to Daniel chapter 3, here's Mark Job with part one of today's Bold Steps message Firewalkers.
1: You may have seen it on television before where there's a pile of coals, someone is laid out in front of someone and someone gets barefoot and they have the distinct challenge of walking barefoot on hot coals to the other side. This is a tradition that's practiced in many cultures. Some of it has religious significance. Some of it's just a challenge. And people that have been doing it for a long time kind of understand that there is some physics behind it. And people say, I wonder, well, how can they do that and not get burnt? But, uh, well, the scientists tell us there's a couple of key ways that they don't get burnt. Number one, they they walk fast. They don't linger because if you're on the cold too long, obviously the heat is going to Burn the, bo- the the skin that you have; They're gonna, it's going to burn. So you have to do it fast, but you can't run because if you run, you're going to dig in too deep, and the coal is going to uh, it's going to get on the top or the sides of your feet where the skin is more sensitive, and it's going to burn you. And then the other thing is that you have to wait till the coals have taken all the, they've burned long enough so all the water has been burnt out of the coals because water is a faster conduit of heat. And so there's a trick to walking through the fire without getting burnt. I'm not going to do a demonstration on this stage or ask you to do one either. But I believe in this place today, we have some fire walkers. We have some people that are walking through the fire of life and trials and challenges of life. Some of the fire walkers that we have in this place are getting burned, injured, hurt, and it's a difficult time. And there's others that are walking through the fire and and yet not getting burned, not getting singed, making their way through it. Today, I want to talk to you about the three most extreme firewalkers that are recorded in history. Because they not only walked on coals, but they actually survived in the middle of mega flames, a furnace of fire in their life. And I believe these men, three men, were incredibly used of God to bring about change in a culture that was very anti the God of the Bible. Their names are somewhat familiar, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And so in, in Daniel chapter 3, I want you to take your Bibles, turn there, and we're going to look for a moment at Daniel chapter 3 as we look at the story of these three firewalkers. I want to set this story up for you because I want you to understand who these men were. The world had been invaded by the most dominant country on the face of this earth at that time it was called babylon the king of babylon was a name was a man by the name of nebuchadnezzar he had invaded jerusalem and israel ransacked the city torn it apart and actually taken people as slaves they left only the old the feeble the disabled, the poor, the uneducated behind. But they especially took the young men that they felt had potential to be leaders and servants in Babylon. And it tells us actually in Daniel chapter 1, that verse 4 and 5, that they took the young men without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve the king's palace. Some of the single ladies are saying, that's the kind of man I want. And they wanted to teach them the language and the literature of the Babylonians. And so the king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table, and they were to be trained for three years. And after that... They were to enter into the king's service. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. I'm going to talk to you about four characteristics of real firewalkers or change agents. Number one, firewalkers resist allowing the dominant culture to reshape their identity or erode their convictions. These three young men were immigrant men taken from a country that had been subjugated, and they were taken to a dominant culture, and the dominant culture wanted to erase their identity and change who they were so that they would mold themselves to a new way of being. Anytime someone wants to change you around and erase who you were, first of all, they have to downplay where you came from and say where you came from was nothing and then they change your name and so these the names of these young men were changed from their jewish name which was hananiah mishael and azariah and they gave them pagan names shadrach meshach and abednego uh, the goal of the babylonians was to change these young jewish men so that they would no longer embrace their heritage So that they would no longer serve their God. Uh, Their goal was to brainwash them into the Babylonian culture. Teach them their language, their history, their culture, their values, and their gods. Because the dominant culture always seeks to subjugate the minority culture into its way of being. Now listen to me well. If you are a believer today here. If you are a Christian, you live in a society in which Christianity is becoming more and more the minority. We come from a background of Judeo-Christian values, but we are not moving towards a future of Judeo-Christian values. In fact, you are entering into a culture that has become more and more secular. Think about it for a second. Our coins say, in God we trust. But it's against the law to pray in our public schools. The Pledge of Allegiance says one nation under God. Yet, we cannot put manger scenes in the public square or in the civic places. Do you see the irony of it? Do you understand that we are no longer a Christian nation, no longer a nation. We have become a pluralistic, secular, humanistic nation in which Christianity will be pushed more and more to the fringes of the minority. And when you really living out your faith, it will demand a greater, greater price in the days to come. And so you will be no longer, and we are no longer a majority Christian nation. You are a minority, and everybody that's a true follower of Jesus will experience the peer pressure of trying to follow Jesus in a majority culture that is not sympathetic to true Christianity. So be ready. The majority always tries to make the minority feel like the majority way is better and you need to become like the majority. So, the dominant majority Babylonian culture was trying to strip away the values of these three young men. These weren't men that had lived a long time in God. They were young men that were impressionable, that hadn't quite developed their sense of identity, and yet this culture was trying to take the God out of them their language, their value, and their culture. But I believe that God raised him up for such a time as this because God was raising up three young men to stand against the peer pressure that was seeking to take God out of them. And the Bible tells us that um, that these men were taken along with the prophet Daniel who was one of their uh, companions at the time and about their same age and The king said, I want to train these men to be leaders, but I want to saturate them in the Babylonian culture first. And in verse 11, it says, Daniel then said to the guard, whom the chief official had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah, Please test your servants for ten days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food. And treat your servants in according with what you see. So he agreed to do this and tested them for ten days. This is what we call the Daniel fast. Let me tell you what was happening. You see, they agreed... Daniel and his companions agreed, okay, we'll learn the language of the Babylonians. We'll dress like the Babylonians. We'll learn the culture of the Babylonians. We will, we will even change our names to Babylonian names. But we will not, we will not defy our lives morally by giving into the culture of the Babylonians. Scripture had given to these Jewish, uh, they were in the Old Testament, and so there were certain dietary restrictions that the Jewish people had as they read scriptures. The Babylonian diet caused them to defile the restrictions that they had on diet, and so they refused to eat what the king was giving them, They said, we will dress, we will learn the language, but we will not violate the commands of our God. So we do not want to eat what you're asking us to eat. Give us special grace and dispensation. We will will eat different, but we feel like our way of eating will be even healthier than what you give us. It's called the Daniel fast. And so they did. Here's what I want you to hear. I want you to hear me really well here. Because this is really, really important. The Bible tells us that we are in the world, but we are not. There's a difference between being in and being of. Some of you, come on, how many of you have thought, while this world is getting crazy, Chicago is out of control, this world is going nuts, I have kids in my family, I'm going to move to Montana I'm gonna find a little hut up in the mountains, no internet, no television, just hover over there and hopefully we'll survive this downward spiral of the world. How many of you have thought of that before? Wow, sometimes like we need to get away. But let me tell you something. That is not the Jesus way. Jesus said you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Listen, if you take salt and take it away from the food, it has really no purpose because our purpose is to salt the food and our light is to shine in the middle of darkness. God doesn't want you away from the world. God wants you in the world but not of the world. God doesn't want you to hibernate as some monk away from everybody. God wants you at your workplace, in your school, at your job, in your neighborhood, having the light of Jesus fully inside of you, in the world but not of the world.
0: Being a believer means being a representative right where you are. That's Mark Job, president of Moody Bible Institute and senior pastor of New Life Community Church in the heart of Chicago, and this is Bold Steps. Just a short pause in the message to remind you that our growing archive of broadcast audio is available to you 24-7 online. Go to boldstepsradio.org for access to these programs anytime, anywhere on demand. Or listen straight from your phone or smart device by opening your podcast app and searching for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job. Remember, click that subscribe button and leave a five-star review or a comment to help other listeners find out about this program. Our purpose with this teaching ministry is to provide encouragement and challenge for you to stand up right where you are in the world and take the needed bold steps to accomplish God's purposes. And as you do that, we'd love to hear how God is working in your life. Send Mark a note and get in touch at boldstepsradio.org or call and leave your message. That special number is 312 329 11312329 2011 312-329-2011. and now today's message again being a firewalker here again is Mark job with more bold steps
1: Romans chapter 12 1 and 2 says therefore I urge you brothers in the view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Verse 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let me tell you part of the challenge with being a believer in a city like Chicago is that so often the dominant culture is stripping away your morality, your values, and you are bending to the dominant culture instead of standing as a nonconformist, a spiritual nonconformist to our culture. Too many of us are in the world and of the world, because the world bends us to, molds us to its values. We get sucked into the values of the world around us because it takes, it's a lot of pressure when people are pushing you, pushing you, you cave into the pressure because the dominant culture will always try to bend the minority culture to its values, so you're a high school kid saying I want to live for Jesus and you're a sophomore in high school but you're saying no, I'm not partying. No, I'm not smoking blunts. No, I'm not popping mollies. No, I'm not hooking up. No, it's not. No, 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 no. I'm not Netflix and chilling. I'm, I'm, there's more than that. <laughs> that, that. That I'm going to live my life Having a values and a standards. And let me tell you, you, tr- you try living like that in high school, and I can guarantee you that you're going to have pre- peer pressure against you. I can guarantee that the dominant culture is going to say, what, you a sissy? What, oh, you're too good? Oh, you don't do that? They're going to be pressure for you to cave in, strip you away from your identity, and make you feel like nothing until you conform to the majority culture. That is the way that the world causes us to cave in. But there is a place. We're some people with spiritual backbone that are called to be change agents that walk through the fire, stand up and say, this may be the majority culture, but I will not cave in. I know who I am. God has called me to be the salt and light. I will, I will allow God to change me and be a change agent. You cannot live for Jesus Christ in today's society without feeling the peer pressure of trying to conform. Everybody's going to feel it. The sales guy that's out there trying to make a sale and climb their way up the ladder. The the, the, the next business meeting that the guys gather out there, "Hey, hey, let's gather at the strip club. But everybody on the sales team gathers together and the business is happening and you say, hold on. I just know that's not my scene. I don't go there. That's really not who I am. And they're like, what, dude? We're just going to have a couple drinks. What are you, are stiff? What are you, a square? Oh, your wife has you wrapped around her little finger. And they try to peer pressure you in to conforming to what they do. But when you say, no, that's not my scene. I don't go there. I'm not going to be a part of that. I'll do business, but that's not who I am. You can lose some business and sales by the stance that you take. There are some people here today that you don't get invited to the events and parties that you used to get invited to. All your friends get invited, but they somehow skip you out of the list because you're no longer one of them. There are some people in this place today that you've lost family members and friends who no longer speak to you because you have ceased to be part of the in crowd with them because now you are a Jesus follower. There's a price to pay. If you're gonna be a change agent, if you're gonna be a firewalker, there comes a point in time where you have to realize that the dominant culture will try to bend me and cave me in, and I will walk alone, stand alone. There are some times where I will not be invited, ostracized, and even persecuted because of who I choose to be, but I will not be conformed to the pattern of this world.
0: You're listening to Bold Steps with Mark Job and today's message called Being a Firewalker from our series, Agents of Change. To listen to this program again or to share it with a friend, visit us online at boldstepsradio.org. Now, Mark, I think you've got something special to share with everyone.
1: Yeah, well, Wayne, it's good to have you once again in the studio with us right here in the heart of Chicago. Dr. Joe Stoll. By the way, there's a coffee shop in our campus (laughs) right here called Joe's. Some of the best coffee in Chicago, let me tell you. (laughs) By the way, try the Spanish latte next time Mm. you're there. They make it fabulous. But besides having coffee shops named after him, this man is uh, a, a man that I really appreciate, appreciate his love for Jesus. And Joe, as as we enter into this new year, as we start this new year out, you know there's people that are emotionally drained, mm. tired, Already, They haven't even started this year very much into it, and they're already exhausted. And I wonder if you could speak for a moment to those people that maybe are just feeling like, I don't know if I can handle one more week, one more month. I don't look forward with great joy or faith to this year because I'm just tired. Mm.
2: I think maybe I would just encourage people to get a breath of fresh air. And that breath of fresh air is really the Word of God. Yeah. When I think of God's Word, He spoke and creation happened. The universe, everything that's beautiful around us. Uh, He spoke and the sea parted. He spoke and His son rose from the grave. So it's the Word of God is that breath of fresh air into our lives. He gives us new perspectives on how to look at that old baggage that we're dragging into this year. He helps us unload it for some better options in our lives. And so I would just say, let's listen to God's word instead of all the, all the chaos around us that's screaming in our heads. Let God speak to us. And I think that's a real key in a new year to putting the baggage aside and starting over again.
1: I love it. You've heard it from Joe Stoll. If you want to start out well, leave the baggage behind. Get to the word of God. And Wayne, there's a resource we have that can help us do that, right? On a regular basis, makes it easy and simple. Tell them about that.
0: All right. That resource is a book from Dr. Joe Stoll himself called Strength for the Journey. And this year, we want you to step into a new chapter of trust, courage, and assurance in your faith. And that's why we're offering Strength for the Journey as our bold step gift. This empowering book takes you through six devotionals each week and a psalm for the seventh day, plugging you into the ultimate source of deliverance, the presence of God. For the Christian pilgrim seeking guidance, this Bold Step gift is a resource you'll be able to lean into day after day. Dr. Stoll's encouraging devotionals provide a roadmap for the ups and downs of the faith journey and offers strength and nourishment for every step through every season. So don't wait. Immerse yourself in this compelling devotional and rediscover hope anew by requesting your copy of Strength for the Journey. It's yours today when you give a gift of any amount to support Bold Steps. Just go online to boldstepsradio.org to make that donation or send your gift in the mail. Write to us at Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois 60610. If it's easier more convenient, you can also give and request the book by calling 844-615-7363 or again, give online at boldstepsradio.org. And if it's your first time giving to Bold Steps, we'll also send you a free download of Mark Job's brand new 30 day devotional, specifically designed to help you deepen your walk with Jesus and spend this new year getting more focused on Christ. So, with your first time gift of any size, you'll receive Dr. Stoll's Strength for the Journey and Mark Job's Bold Steps with Jesus e devotional. Don't miss out on this special New Year's bundle. Just go online to make your first donation to Bold Steps today at BoldStepsRadio.org or give us that call at 844-615-7363. I'm Wayne Shepard. Join us next time as we take a look at the favorite Old Testament story about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, three men who refused to compromise their faith. It's Tuesday right here on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.